Welcome to For What It's Worth podcast. I'm your host, David Oglesby, along with my co-host, Bronson Stewart, from the heart of Franklin, Texas. Each week, we talk about topics ranging from sports to politics to pop culture, but our ultimate goal is to weave the truth of Jesus into everything we do. Thanks for joining us today. If you like what you hear, please share it, subscribe, and mention it to a friend. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of For What It's Worth. And welcome back to the Friday edition. There's only a Friday edition. Always a Friday edition. Of the For What's Worth podcast, except when David forgets and posts it on Saturday. We are in the process of breaking down. David likes to remind me routinely, hey, look, I haven't done anything dumb. We just discovered he put the wrong funeral on a flash drive for a grieving family. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let this podcast sit as record uh, of that wonderful movement. Hey, we got a lot today and... We apologize. We, no, that's not true. We don't ever we don't apologize. No, we don't apologize. Our our, our, po- our podcasts have been uh, going a little long because we've been covering a lot of topics, and today is no different. So today we're gonna jump in and really just uh, continuing our our goal. Always, we want to hit the biggest things going on, the biggest topics going on, and I think the biggest topic across the board today remains vaccines. Um, we have seen two things that I think are interesting. College football is alive and well in the South. Someone say amen. That's you, David. You're supposed to say amen. It's alive and well in the South. It's alive and well. I mean, Fauci said it was a dumb decision. People shouldn't pack stadiums. Yet they did. However, we are seeing a spread. We're seeing an increase. COVID is spiking. I mean, Labor Day was higher than the previous Labor Day. And I just don't understand. We are more vaccinated now. Nearly 80% or just over 80% of the United States is vaccinated. I mean, are you surprised? So what? why is Donald Trump continuing to let... Oh, wait. How does the game work? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know at DeSantis. this point. I'm confused at this How point. How is Ron DeSantis continuing to let COVID <laughs> I mean, spread in the country? What What are your thoughts? Well, as you know, I don't have any thoughts. This is a halftime moment for me. I got you. But I just, I'm just confused because I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. There's just so much... Information, disinformation, so much covering up uh, that really, and and I think they've done a wonderful job. To be because fair, I don't know, I don't know what to think anymore, and right. I think a lot of Americans feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, to be fair, and you said I'm just tired. I'm tired of talking about it. I am tired of talking and about. I think it. that's so the plan. annoying. I think that's the plan. Like yesterday, uh, we came home from school. Uh, Brayson and I were playing our. We have a Madden franchise. We just relocated the Kansas City Chiefs. To be the Houston Oilers, we're fired up. Fired we traded up, Pat Mahomes. There was some debate there, but it was the right move financially. I but mean, was it a good anyways, trade? Did you get so a lot in return? In order to uh, play, I was like, "Hey, we got to clean the playroom up up here before we play." So, what does she do? She goes to the dry erase board and she's like, "Hey, let me show you what we learned. We learned where to put an apostrophe in a sentence." And she drew a sentence on the board and was like, "Okay, Dad, where do you put the apostrophe here?" And then she did it again, and then she did it again. And I was like, Brayson, clean up the playroom, sweetie. So then she said, hey, let me show you something that happened in math. And she did an equation. They were trying to simplify it. 
and she showed her teacher how to cross multiply and divide <laughs> which her teacher was like where did you learn that and she was like during covid with my dad <laughs> then i said sweetie clean the playroom so then she said oh look we had to draw our own town we got to design a town here's what mine looked like and she recreated her, t- her town, which, by the way, has two streets shaped like a cross, Resurrection Road. It's got Miracle Mountain, Jesus' Jewel Shop, the Disciples' Dump Grounds, <laughs> like Spiritual Gift School. She is such a preacher's kid. But listen, she spent 30 minutes doing that. Why? To distract me. This is the plan. And I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what the deal is. But we were told, hey, get the vaccine. You go back to normal. Life goes back to normal. You and I have made a decision not to get a vaccine yet because we look at the data. We've talked about it on the show. We are in. We are sub 40. We're healthy. We spend time outside. We take vitamins. We work out. We eat healthy for the most part. We pray. We trust the Lord. And frankly, we read that study from that doctor the other day that said, had we taken the approach that the vaccinated, or, or excuse me, those who've recovered from COVID don't need the vaccine, we would have saved tens of thousands of lives when vaccine supply was short. However, people are continuing to get vaccinated at an unbelievable rate and COVID continues to spike. This doesn't make sense. Does it? Mm, no, not really. Okay, so there's a theory out there. We touched on it last week, and I gave some incorrect data just a little bit. So I, I went and looked back. Yale School of Medicine has a theory out there. It has been published, but it has not been peer-reviewed. The theory is that because so many young people have become vaccinated, young people who recovered from the virus already, that they're carrying such large amounts of COVID in them, that they have become antibody deficient, And in essence, what's happened is the same thing when you take an antibiotic over and over and over again. It loses its efficiency. Mm. We already know that the the vaccine has an efficacy rate of six to eight months. So it's already wearing off. So those vulnerable people who got it early on. But there's some interesting data I just want to throw out there for you. Listen to this. In Hawaii... Deaths are up 1,740%. Hawaii, blue state, some of the strictest. They're in like two two straight years of a mask mandate. South Korea has had 99% mask compliance and is near record highs in COVID cases. Singapore has had 527 days of a consecutive mask mandate and are 80% vaxxed, new high in cases. Oregon just put in an outdoor mask mandate which <laughs> and the result of that mask mandate cases rose 73%. Minnesota has a faster covid case increase right now than any other state. You see a theme to these states? Vermont has record high Vermont listen to this. They're all blue. 88% vaxxed. 99% of people 65 and older in Vermont are vaccinated. Record high cases. Bermuda, which is 67% vaxxed, cases have increased 5,605%. And then this bizarre thing that got dumped last Friday after we had recorded so we didn't get to talk about it, the FDA actually rejected booster approval for most of the population. And yet we still have a debate about vaccine passports. If you can still transmit the virus, even though you've had the vaccine, why get the passport? 
I mean, do you have to get a new passport every time you get a booster? I don't know. Is it like a renewal thing? I don't know. Like every year, you got to renew your vaccine license. Well, listen, every I think five years. This is why I six think months, this is why three people months, are speaking up, right? Because this is where week? it's headed. What was your I thought? Mean, you had a thought about uh, follow the money trail. I mean, think about it. I think money and fear are the driving factors mm. in in all of this. Money, big pharma is making buku amounts of money on this, right? Do you got numbers on that? I don't. I don't have what big pharma is making, but here's what. But I, it's insane. It's insane. How much does big pharma make from natural immunity? Zero. Zero dollars. I mean, I think. And we talked about a few weeks ago that Israel put out a study. Twenty-seven times better. Twenty-seven times better to have natural immunity. I mean, surprised that hadn't been fact-checked. Could big pharma end it tomorrow? (laughs) Probably. But I think what just continues to be, we're not going to dwell on this long. You can say it. That doesn't make it true. Right. Hey, if we if we'd reach a hundred, I listened to a doctor yesterday on a liberal podcast because I I just try to branch out. The host is a. A married to a, she's a host married to a woman okay i mean this is not the group we would normally run with having a debate on vaccine passports the question was asked of him if the united states reached 100 percent vaccinated tomorrow would COVID end and he said no no this is here to stay yeah it's never going away and i just think it's like get the vaccine everything will be fixed defund police crime will go down well the exact opposite has happened that's the stat that did come out that blew our minds away. That this year, more kids, 302 children have been shot in Chicago than have died nationwide of COVID. But we're still screaming and kicking families off planes if their two-year-old's not in a mask. Mm. Carl, if you ever find this, I'd deck you in the face. Listen, here's the thing. This is why we have to keep talking about it, even if not many people listen, because the people who listen have to speak up as well. And this is why you can't get tired of it, because it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. But I think that's part of the plan, too. They're coming for you. If we keep pushing it, people are going to get tired of it, and they're just going to give in. 100%. And... And I think about the money trail. I think about the fear factor. I mean, think about the fear factor for a minute. We, I don't say we, the government and the media keep pushing the coronavirus is deadly. You have to get your vaccine. You have to be masked. You have to do X, Y, Z for you to be safe. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, now you got to get a booster to be safe. That's right. Oh, now you can't go do anything unless you have a vaccine passport. And so... Everything is driven by fear, and when everything is driven by fear, the people who are in fear have to look to something superior, and what these people are looking to is is not of spiritual, but it's of physical, and they're looking to the government for protection yep. and, and to provide that protection for them, and the reality is is that the government just keeps slapping them in the face, right? but they don't see it. Right. And so money's a big deal. Fear's a big deal. You know, we can talk about this mask thing. Like, this would be fun to talk about. Like, we're doing all these mask mandates. Why? Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe, if we say that 
you have to wear a mask to be in these places. It gives people the courage to go and be out. Well, if you're out and about, you can still catch coronavirus in a mask or not. And so what does that do? That continues to spread the virus. Big Pharma continues to make money. The government continues to drive fear. These are things to think about. Another thing that I would add, because it does, it gets us out and about. And what I think the thing that has existed all along is how did they divide us? We're, we are better together. And the thing that continues, we went to Waco last week. We went to Waco. The girls were off school. We went to Waco last week, walked into our Whataburger. What, what is happening in every restaurant? My family walks into Whataburger, places our order and sits down. Every single person working who was a minority is what? Masked. Wearing a mask. The Emmys. Every celebrity, unmasked. Everyone serving food. Masked. Masked. We're, we're like, we're literally running backwards in time. And so those are things that bother me, is that we're creating class warfare. We're dividing people along lines. Getting people, you know, a young mom, we talked about that last week, kicked off that plane, her two-year-old's having an asthma attack. No one on that plane stands up. Men, what what, in the, what are you doing? The lady at Target, no dude could walk up and be like, bro, knock it off. Yeah. We've lost our minds. Lost our minds. Over the simple fact that if one side says it, then the other side's out. And I think that may be the greatest lesson that we're learning here is that we've completely lost the ability to find any any middle ground. And I think we see that in the church so much today. Mm. I don't like that song. I don't like that song that Bronson let the worship team play. We're out. Like, we're not like, well, wasn't my favorite. No, we're out. And while we're out, it's like, how much can we destroy while we're on the way out? Mm. Because it's like something comes up, we don't like it. There, There's only two options. And they're at complete extremes. I do think about reminder, you know, fear and faith have two things in common besides have something on besides the letter F they're both dependent upon a future that hasn't happened yet. Mm. And so what, what are you going to pick? And we got a lot to pick today. Yeah. You know, um, you know what else, uh, you know what else somebody doesn't like? San Francisco mayor doesn't like her own mask mandate. London breed, man. Hey, listen, so let's reflect about what's <laughs> taking place in this podcast. Okay. In our short time here, I've picked the Cowboys to win a division. Dumb. I picked the Titans to win a division. Dumb. I picked AM to make the playoffs. Dumb. I found myself defending the University of Texas. Dumb. And Texas AM Dumb. against you. And now, listen, the historic moment. I agree with a liberal Democratic mayor. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? She. Puts a mask mandate in place. <laughs> she goes to a bar and she defies her own mask mandate. You know what she says to that? Let's hear I it. got the quote right yeah, here. Please. And I couldn't agree with her more. She said, we don't need the fun police to come in and try and micromanage and tell us what we should and shouldn't be doing. That's right. Man, it's like we, we've heard this statement before. It's like, like America Gloria, has been shouting this from the rooftops no, and from day Gloria one. Gloria Estefan told us this. Eventually, the rhythm will get you. I mean. And sometimes you just got to dance. Isn't that what she said? Right. And I love Master it. She, no mask. She got a line. She's like, do you really think I was going to take a bite? Uh, what? Lower my mask, take a sip, put my mask up. That's what Gavin Newsom 
said L.A. had to do. I flew for my dad's funeral. When my dad passed away, jump on Southwest Airlines plane, hadn't flown in a while, got told my mask wasn't in compliance, right? All these things that we've, we've, <laughs> we've weaponized like a stewardess or flight attendant now. Southwest Airlines napkins say sip and replace. Like, girl, w- welcome. Welcome to what freedom looks like. Welcome. I love it. We will we will accept you with open arms. Speaking of people pursuing freedom, we got 14,000 people on the border. Understand this, not the border, just the Del Rio Bridge. Although there was a development this morning, we picked this topic on Monday, Tuesday. This morning, they can't find 8,955 of the Haitian immigrants. Um, have you ever seen Haiti on a map, David? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Think it's not connected it. to North and South America. It's a little bit hard to get here. I'm not sure why Haitian immigrants are showing up at the Texas southern border, not the Florida border, or South Carolina or North Carolina. That's bizarre, number one. Number two, uh, some new reports out. 1,500 of them are young males. 300 of them are pregnant. 300 females at the border of these Haitian migrants are pregnant. But... Know that, and I, I watched. I saw this on video yesterday. They're not testing these women. The women are just saying that they're pregnant. They're also not testing them for COVID. I know. I know, but what is the, going on? What there's so much going on, and there's so much lying happening at the border. Matter of fact, um, I just read an article today, actually, that was posted two days ago. Um, in the White House, secretary, she's got the hardest job in the world to try to cover up for Joe Biden and all his crap that they're doing. Um, and uh, I don't feel bad for her, though, because she, she put herself in the middle of it. But she said Wednesday that uh, 90,000 illegal migrants were deported in August, but officially 208,000 crossed the border last month. So 57% were not sent home, but they were dispensed into the country. So let's get one thing straight. Horses are banned on the border, yep. which is stupid. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably think it's stupid as well. If you're listening to the podcast and you support, why are we? Being why banned, are we doing that? Like, why are we doing this? Like, well, there are so many other things that need attention, but yet we're banning horses on is, the border. There's some things that are important. Do we care about Haitian refugees trying to make it into this country? Yes, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. If you are seeking safety and asylum for your, we're all for that. However, I listened to a podcast with Ed O'Neill. We may have our friend Kyle Halbert on. We talked about this. Kyle is, uh, not to ruin it if we are able to have him on, but he is a sergeant or whatever the rankings are with the Bryan Police Department. Because here's what concerns me, and we're not going to dwell on this because we don't have a lot of the facts, but Ed O'Neill, here's who Ed O'Neill was. He led the Navy SEAL team that rescued Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor. He led the team that took out the uh, pirates who had kidnapped Captain Phillips, the sniper, and Ed O'Neill shot Osama bin Laden. Does Can we get like, him on the podcast? Sounds like a pretty good Navy SEAL to me. Here's what he said. He was talking about the failure in Afghanistan. Why does that scare you? And the guy was saying, uh, we left all this equipment there. China's going to get it. Russia's going to get it. He's like, eh, it doesn't really bother me. They got their own equipment. How'd they learn to fly our Blackhawks so much? Well, we, we trained 300,000 soldiers over there. Like They know how to fly, fly our equipment. Listen, yeah. our guys aren't dumb. They didn't just evacuate it. They dismantled it, took some key stuff. That, like, that stuff doesn't worry me. Here's what he said worries him the most. In 93, they tried to bomb the World Trade Center. They thought 
Tower One would fall into Tower Two. They yeah. failed. It was a minor deal. So they came back and they flew airplanes into them. Now we focus everything on flying airplanes. It's like the security at the airport is just a joke. I mean, yeah. it's so cosmetic theater. He said, that's not how they'll come back. And what his prediction is, is that they'll come back through the southern border. That the next attack will involve ISIS, Taliban, coming across the border, taking school children captive. Oh, wow. And holding them just as they've done in Europe where they've gone in. And they gather the school kids and they execute them one at a time. Wow. And he said, if you're in a border state, Texas, Arizona, that should fear you more than anything else. And I think uh, that would be a great, there's a lot. That'd in be that. something really great that'd to be, unpack. That'd be great in one of those areas to say, so what, you know, what did we do there? And this is to me the problem that we are literally, I think the Democrats see it as this is a way to fundamentally change the landscape of our country. These are future voters. So if we come in, we pay them, we put them on welfare, all these kind of things, they have their kids there. Now we've secured a voter for the future. Yeah. However, it's going to come at the expense of our safety. That is, I think... Um, well, that's that's everything they do. Right. I mean, we could go back to the vaccine mandate. Right? We could, we could Everything they do is not about our safety, but it's... Just about their gain. Speaking of vaccine mandate, I, I, I forgot this. Did you see the news out of New York City that Black Lives Matter Ooh. is going to protest the New York City vaccine mandates? I like it. I'm for them. I support Black Lives Matter right now. <laughs> the most under-vaccinated group in the country are blacks and Hispanics. Yeah. you And, and more than 70% of black Americans between 18 and 44 in New York City have not gotten vaccinated. So they can't eat. They cannot eat. We have returned. Martin Luther King's America has returned. And here's what's going on. I'm just going to read you a couple things. Uh, Woman on the plane with a two-year-old kicked off. The mom in Australia, I don't know if you saw that video. She's walking down the street with her two-year-old. She's got a sign on the front, sign on the back protesting. If you're not looking about what's going on in Australia, you should. Australia has no guns. They have no Second Amendment. They freely gave up their guns. And now... This mom, a, literally a tactical police truck rolls up. They jump out. They grab her and they throw her and her son in the back of the car. You got the family in New York City kicked out. How about, why are we not talking about the drone strike that killed seven children and an aid worker in Afghanistan? I love this. That we're okay with drone strikes. Horses, we're going to draw the line at. But killing innocent children in Afghanistan, a guy who longed to come to this country legally, who was an aid worker who had helped us out over there, we're going to drone strike him. The little boy in a mask in New York City where he is screaming and the teachers are forcing him to put it back on. Yeah. Uh, the kids in New York City have to walk like zombies and wear the mask. Listen, if you're listening to me and this this upsets you or offends you, I'm sorry. But if you don't, this is, we have lost our minds. I, how in the world do we drone strike an innocent family in Afghanistan and no one over here who shouted for the decency of kids in cages or whatever speaks up and instead is throwing a fit about a doctored photo of a horse, a, a border patrol agent simply enforcing the laws of this country. Right. I'm going to tell you this. You don't have kids yet. It will be your kids if it's not already your kids. It will be your kids. They're coming for you. And, and we got to figure it out. 
The insanity has to stop. And I've had enough of it, and you've had enough of it, and we talked about running for school board. And who knows what? Stay tuned. Who knows what's going to happen? Future episode. But we got some other topics to get to today. So we digress on all that, and we move on. The best video from the internet this week was the contractor. Where was he at? I Arizona? watched the video this morning, I, and I didn't pay attention to where he was located. The best video of the... Of, All you got to search up is Contractor Takes Back Job Title. Yes. It'll pop up. Uh, takes Back Tile. His tile. Tile, work. tile Job. My bad. Uh, My bad. He, it's, the best, uh, it's the best video uh, on, on the internet. All I got to no, say... No doubt. So, oh. uh, so, I think it's in Colorado. The lady hires a guy to do a job. He does. He finishes the job. Apparently, she doesn't pay him. Whatever. Anyways, he shows up at the just house. Just pay the guy. I mean, shows geez. up at the house. There's some debate there. There's some debate there. Shows up at the house and he says, "We need to get the top, the rest of our tools out of your bathroom." She lets him in. He takes a sledgehammer and he destroys the bathroom. Destroys it. And she's like screaming, "What are you doing?" And he says, "I'm taking back my tile." And it got us thinking, David. If you could take back something, what would you take back? If I could take back, I love Mac Jones. Okay. I love him to death. But if I could take back the 2019, 2019 season, the 2019 season where Tua got hurt against, I think it was Mississippi State. Yeah. I would take that back. If Tua never got hurt. If Tua never gets hurt. I think we go on, we win another national championship. <clears throat> shows, how, shows how small minds you are. I'm taking back original Texas. I'm talking about... The Stop it. Tell, the tell them what you told me before all, this podcast started. All the way over. I'm taking original Texas back. That's what I'm taking Tell back. me what... Tell me what... No. You tell them what you told me before this podcast started. I'm also taking back DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brandon Cooks has been really good, though. You taking anything else back? Mm, I'm a Jags fan, so I don't really care about that. I'm taking back the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Coolest car ever. I'm bringing that bad boy back. <laughs> Here you go. More than anything. You want to know what I'm bringing back? What are you bringing back? If I bust in and then repossess it, get it back here, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, my gosh. Why is that not on TV anymore? I guess because Chuck's like 75. This is good. This is good because you got me thinking now. I would take back The Office. Freaking Netflix took it off. Took it off? Who does that? That's the only reason people had Netflix accounts. Did we, they not know that? <laughs> we almost just had to censor our podcast because you, you almost dropped a really frustrating word right there. No, I but you to. really worked up. That's what I'm taking back. There's a lot there. If you ever hear this, Netflix, uh, put it back on. There's there's a lot there. Uh, so that's what I'm that's what I'm taking back. What are you taking back? Think what what would you think about today? Maybe you hit us up and uh, and let us know what you're taking back. Last night the uh, Houston Texans. Um, for those of you out there who don't follow us for our sports, we're we're shifting gears here a little bit. So you're 26 minutes in, you're free now. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're not here to Ashley. listen to sports, you can leave. But last night the Houston Texans had to use their third round quarterback. He's a rookie. He was their first overall pick, uh, but they didn't have a pick till a third round. Thanks to which you didn't Colorado. really like at at first, did you? No, he's not good. No, I mean, yeah, he's not good. They they got beat by Carolina national television last night, Carolina Panthers. He's not good, or they played safe. They have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on their roster. Well, they've he shouldn't have molested women. Why are he's not even suspended? 
we got there's a whole other thing we can talk about, and we'll talk about it. But let, unhash unhash your feelings right here. Why is Deshaun Watson not playing? Well, the Texans hold up are paying him. The Texans are paying Deshaun ten million dollars not to play. They have not suspended him. The NFL has not suspended him. Rather, he is considered on the active roster. He's not even on the NFL. And they are placing him inactive each week. Yeah. He is on the Texans 53-man roster. They're placing him inactive each week. Well. Continuing to pay him. It makes no sense. You, this tells good. me that you as a Houston Texans organization do not want to win. I have tried to defend you. I've tried to defend you against my brother-in-law, Adam. I've tried desperately. He says you are a clown show, Cal I, McNair. I agree, Adam. He says you're a clown show. Nick Casario, you're a joke. And I've said, listen, surely everybody desires to win. You have one of the probably the top five quarterbacks right now in the NFL. He is in his prime. You drafted him like 12 overall. Why will you not play him? This goes back to your Aaron Rodgers point, which Aaron Rodgers posted a video specifically. Specifically sent. me, Aaron, if he you're listening to this. No he basically spent it to you. But how are you supposed to trade a guy? That now what? He's going to sit out for two years or just he's going to finish out his contract? You're just going to pay him not to play? What kind of message are you sending across the organizational structure that says, hey, you come here, we draft you, we give you a huge contract, 180-something million dollars, and then you're like, nah, I don't want to play, and we're just, we'll just pay you to sit. Why do they not say, hey, Tyrod Taylor's hurt. Deshaun, you're in. And he says, I don't want to play. You're like, that's not how this works. Then you forfeit your paycheck. Yeah. Or you put him in and let him stand there and get hit. Well, you're making a bunch of really good points, but you haven't hit the main point. And the main point is, is I don't know where this investigation is at. I don't know how far along there. I don't know when the when the end will be. So, but I know this. I mean, can we not go back to 2014? Ray Ray Rice hits his wife in the elevator, and he yes. hasn't seen the field since. That's right. I mean, what has happened to those days in the NFL when they saw an issue like that and they took immediate action? The those NFL, days are gone. No, because yes. the NFL has taken action on things that didn't even happen. The NFL suspended Ezekiel for six games, and then the lady who accused him came out and said, yeah, I made it up. Fabrication. The, after the Ray Rice incident, they came up with the commissioner's exempt list. Was it Ray Rice or after... Uh, Aaron Hernandez killed the guy. Anyways, at one of those points, they came up with the commissioner's exempt list so that teams can put a guy on there, it not count against their salary cap, while messy legal issues are sorted out. The commissioner's office has not said anything about Deshaun Watson. They've not said Deshaun's got to go on the commissioner's exempt. It exists for a reason. Right. But the NFL hasn't brought down any penalty on him. He's not suspended. He is allowed to play. I've heard people say, well, there's an understanding that if the Texans were to play him, then the NFL would rule him ineligible. Then do it. Well, what about, I mean, what about the uproar? There, are, I don't see really any uproar. I mean, like the dude, quote unquote, well, of course, we don't know. Um, 
all that really happened. You can only go off what people say um, or what these girls are saying. But, like, if even at the thought that it happened, why why is this guy still in the NFL? I don't understand. I don't understand it from either perspective. I don't understand if do, what he do, did. Do if women not matter anymore? If there's an ounce of evidence, we've said this on this show. He should be suspended. Yeah, he should be gone. So why is he still getting ten million dollars? If there's an ounce of evidence out there, the NFL's seen it. They've got their investigators. The NFL has former FBI, New York PD detectives, all in their security team. They investigate all these things. So if there's a shred of evidence, why is he not suspended? Well, if there's no evidence, then why is he not playing? Well, we've talked about this too. It's a clash of of two things. Well, if you fire the guy, Black Lives Matter uproars. Oh, he's black. That's why you fired him. He did all these things. But on the flip side, you keep him. No one gets mad. No one's saying anything. He's just sitting on the sideline. No one's saying a word about it. And so... Everyone's getting by easy. Easy. And I think that that is where we're at. I think more than anything, that's the word I pick. It's easy. It's e- it's just it's convenient. It's easy. It's easy to, and that's what the Texans are looking for. I saw, I've, did you watch the game last night? Did, uh, I watched the first half, first three quarters. My bad. Uh, no one was there. No. How embarrassing. I know. Welcome. Well, this is how it feels to be a Jags fan. Welcome. This, this, it's atrocious. Uh, Ed McCaffrey goes out on the whatever. Sorry, David. It's David's fancy running back. McCaffrey goes out early in the game. Sam Darnold got me six points though. I mean, whopping six points. That's a that's a winnable game. The Texans' defense is playing great, and you went out and called forty-seven runs because you're terrified of letting your. Rookie quarterback throw the ball, rightfully so. You called a safe game. You played it safe. David Culley, I was on board with you, man. The, no one in that organization is playing to win right now. No. Except in week one. It makes no <laughs> sense. I'm so confused. And the only thing that makes me happy is that we won't be bound by regional games on Sundays now that the Texans are out of the way. Praise the Lord. Awesome. We'll get, we'll get whatever we want. Which that, that's a whole nother issue. So uh we'll we'll move on. Not a great slate of games this week. Let's go to our pick'em just to update you. Not that uh so uh betting, we don't condone betting. Uh betting is not legal in Texas either. It was in Tennessee where I'm from, and we have a good uh deal of listeners um there. And great friends, if you listened to us last week, David's four and zero start hit a bit of a speed bump. Four and two, respectable though, Dave. Mm, thank respectable. you. Uh, got you a little bit of trouble saying Georgia was going to win by greater than thirty two points. Uh, yeah, little, little hiccup there. I am one dumb Auburn. Can we talk about the Auburn Penn State game? It was that in, uh, atmosphere incredible, electric. First play out of the half, Auburn has the ball down three or two or whatever. It was down two, I guess, or down one. And they run double reverse pass. And the receiver fumbles the ball away. Ugh. I'm I'm one terrible play call away from going six and zero last week. If you followed my advice, five and one. 
And uh, that brings us both to eight and two on the season. If you're if you're keeping score, we are keeping score. And so we're going to run down uh, the list here and look at some big games. Not a great slate of games, but folks, hold on. October 9th, that's Saturday. David and I. They are coming. We've been peeking ahead. Just hang tight, okay? So don't bankrupt your uh, budget for food right now. So we've got a couple games. Notre Dame at Wisconsin. Big game jumps off. That's two top 20 teams right there. That game's actually going to be played at Soldier Field. Notre Dame and Wisconsin separated by 200 miles and have not played in over 60 years. Wow. Wisconsin, a slight favorite there, six and a half points. Who do you got? Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Kind of a neutral site game, but Wisconsin's the home team. Uh, I got Wisconsin to cover. It's, it's interesting situation uh, there that, um, you know, the quarterback at Notre Dame played at Wisconsin last year. Notre Dame, Florida State, that was a fantastic game out the gate. Just hard to say. I'm torn here. You're going to give me six and a half points. You got Wisconsin winning by more than six and a half. I mean, all I got to do is win by a dang touchdown. All they got to do is win by a touchdown. That's it. I don't I don't see that happening. Well, um, I'm. you know me. I'm always skeptical of Notre Dame. I, I see think it. Notre Dame is the I know. most overrated I see, team of uh, all time. I see a tight game, and so I'm going to take Notre Dame and the points there. Um, I could see that being a field goal game. I could see Notre Dame win that outright. Just when you're ready to count Notre Dame out, don't count Notre Dame out till the playoffs. Uh, so we'll split on that Till the play. That's, till the good. Playoffs. That's a good quote. Uh, <laughs> LSU at Mississippi State. You say, why are there two unranked teams playing? Because this is the battle of maybe the two best coaches to listen to in a press conference. Oh, that is straight fact. You got the water boy and the pirate. This sounds. They walk into a bar. It sounds like. It sounds like one only one can come out a winner. <laughs> uh, and so LSU travels to state. Mississippi State, man, they've just – it's been a – they uh, – so bad. Louisiana Tech they, has them beat at home and they escape. The awful situation last week in Memphis where the punt was down, it wasn't down, referee blew a whistle, he didn't blow a whistle. SEC uh, officiating crew, by the way, uh, that comes out and says, we blew it. That, that was two bad calls. So Mississippi State should be undefeated. They're not. LSU looked bad at UCLA. LSU two and a half point favorites on the road here. I'm not sure I want to pick either of these teams, but if you're making a pick, David, who who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to pick LSU to win. Okay. LSU. I think LSU can win by two and a half. You you got LSU. They I got LSU. They seem to have um they seem to have figured out their uh their quarterback situation. Um, defense doesn't look good. Listen, I'm going to go state here. It's at home. This has got to be that game for us. The cowbells, kind of the cowbells are ringing, and uh, that's just a hard place to play. I gotta believe the pirate figures it out. He just—it's just what he does, and we'll see if he figures it out. Uh, Texas special here because we only care about the state of Texas football. We don't care about anything only that else happens in any other state. The Texas Tech Red Raiders travel to Keith Irwin and uh, uh, Mr. Ken Wilkinson's. University flagship Texas Longhorns. Hook them, baby. Hey, uh, little inside scoop here. I was talking to one of our Franklin football players who went on an official visit last Saturday to Texas. Nice. Who has gone on an official visit to Baylor. And he told me, Texas, he took him off the list. Wow. Here's why. He said the environment was awful. 
fans didn't really cheer. Nobody was really engaged in the game. He said the game day environment was better at Baylor. Baylor's still on his list. Texas off. Okay, wow. hook them. The Longhorns. L. Big L. Your boys. Sarks, Sarks boys are seven and a half point favorites at home. What do you got? Oh, wait. I, this wasn't even on my thing. You going to pick Tech or Texas? I'm going to go Tech. Whoa. Listen, For fun. Let What's me tell the point you? spread? Seven and a half. Let me tell you what you don't do. Here's what you don't do. You don't pick against. Is them. it is it in Arlington or no, wherever, or is it? It's in, in Austin. That's where Texas Longhorns play. My bad, play. dog. I don't care about Texas. I'm gonna give you football. Let me give you a lesson, real fast. You never pick against the Longhorns on the 40 acres. It's just what they do. It's just what they do. It's the only place they can win. They will travel to Kansas at some point, lay an egg. Okay, Red River rivalry. Psh- They'll struggle. I'm just I, this wasn't up. on my list. But you, you never threw, you pick against the Longhorns on a 40 acres. You threw a curveball. Here I am again defending schools I don't even like. I don't know why you do okay. it. Okay. Stupid. A&M at Arkansas in the most bizarre thing. These two teams play in Cowboy Stadium for whatever reason. But last year, due to COVID, Arkansas traveled to College Station to play this game and doesn't even get the return trip to Fayetteville. They play because Jerry Jones owns the Cowboys, famous Arkansas alum. A&M favored by five and a half. The sputtering, fighting Texas Aggies who look more like the crawling Texas Aggies. We have been saying, we've been saying their demise for weeks. This is where they're going to trip up. This there go the father face. Okay, what do you got here? I already know I who got, you have. Yeah, I got Arkansas You the got points. Arkansas. The underdog. And the points. Yeah, the underdog five and a half. And I, I'm with you on this. I'm taking Arkansas as well. I, I do look for this. I don't know what the over-under on this is, but um, I, I do look for this to be just a slow plotting. If you're A&M, we said it last week, Calanzando, don't throw the ball. You got three tailbacks. That's what A&M did against New Mexico. They shut them out. First shutout against the FBS opponent for the Aggies in a long time. Wow. Before you were born, the fight in Texas Aggies called their defense the wrecking crew. And they would do this right here. They would say they would chant "Wrecking Crew." Okay, that was like '98. Dat Win was playing there. They haven't. I was '98. I was yeah. born '96. They haven't been the Wrecking so, Crew since then. Okay. They've just. They've just. That's been when a wreck. you were in college. They've just been a wreck. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> and so there we go. Fighting Texas Aggies. We are jumping off that. Uh, a, a game that is Blue always pig, a baby. lot of fun. Tennessee travels to the swamp. Mm. Tennessee's better get destroyed. You're a big Florida Gators fan now. Faults. No, you got to be now. Why? Because you need that Bama win to look as stellar I think, as possible. I think Florida is a good football team. And I think that the only – the next game that they come to that is going to be any sort of a challenge will be Georgia. So you got Florida – I got Florida. I got them to cover. No problem. Yeah, no problem. I'm taking Tennessee and the points here, man. Let me tell you. Here's what I know about the Vols. You're just doing this because we got Tennessee fans. Here's what I know about Tennessee the Vols, listeners. man. Their offense is coming around, and uh, it's going to be special to watch. We're, we're pretty much just opposite here, so one of us is going to fail miserably. Iowa State at Baylor. Why did we pick this game? Because my wife said we had to pick this game. <laughs> happy wife, happy, happy life. life. The Bears are seven-point underdogs at uh, McLean Stadium here. Thought about going, but my daughter's got flag football tomorrow. And so unable no skipping to go. There, huh? Iowa State ranked. Um, Matt Campbell. I don't. I don't think they're a bad football team. Iowa, 
Baylor undefeated, although they haven't played anybody. What do you got there? Uh, the Cyclones at the Bears. I got Iowa State. It's going to be a beautiful day. I think Iowa State wins by yeah, 10, maybe. Easily. And yeah. I agree with you there. Sorry, honey. Uh, final one here. Southern Miss at Bama. We do this only because David loves uh, Bama. Bama, 45-point favorites. And so we did this last week. Simple question. Uh, we we don't um, we 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 know Alabama's going to win, uh, but is Alabama going to cover at forty five points? Uh, I'm going to say no. You say no. You got the under there. I say take out ten, maybe thirty five. You say thirty five. Yeah. Mm, forty five points. Whew. That's, that's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. So. Uh, you're going to take the under. I'm going to take the cover. Saban, he's just worked up, man. He's pushing them. He's not happy. He's not happy. So I feel like something has to give. Hey, just for fun, looking ahead here, Arkansas's record. I thought this would be fun. So tomorrow, Arkansas plays number seven A&M. Yep. Then the following week, they travel and play number two Georgia. Then the next week, they travel and play number 13 Ole Miss. Then they host number 23 Auburn. That's that's the schedule that Texas is about to get to experience. Hey, those four games, how many of those four do they win? Uh, I got them at two and two. You, I you think, think they, they beat split? A&M. I think they beat Auburn. But I think they dropped Georgia in Ole Miss. What a slate, man. Man, they could win one. Just something to think about. Think, yeah, I mean this is this is a, this is a rough stretch right here. Rough stretch. Rough stretch. Uh, and our fan favorite, we we love. We're gonna end like we've been ending. We end with our uh, our fan favorite. All of you out there love our way too early top four, uh, and so we're gonna. We're you gonna, should explain this to them. We're gonna look the way too early top four. We it's way too early. We get that. This isn't our playoff. It's top way too four. early. No, we are simply looking ahead. We are. We sit on a couch on Saturdays. I am I am the most neutral college football. I don't have an allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the United States. Okay? <laughs> One nation under God. That's my allegiance. So I'm just going to look at the TV. I'm going to watch what happens, and I'm going to come back and tell you who the best four teams are playing right now. So let's hear your way too early top four. Number four for you is? Iowa. Iowa. Sneaky good. I agree with you. Iowa playing I great. I don't know. I, I think they got a better shot at being there than my number three at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and so, but it's still a toss-up. I think I think my number three, though, right now they look like a top four team. Yeah. But they, they may drop a few at uh, on the stretch. So uh, we'll I agree. Iowa looks great right now. I got a good rule of thumb. I don't trust Big Ten teams. I trust Big Ten teams less than I trust cleanliness of hotel glasses in the bathroom or elementary school toilet paper. Mm. It's just a good rule of thumb. Don't trust any of those. So I got the Cincinnati Bearcats. F4? Woo! I like Cincinnati. They look That's good. a good pick. They look good because they're determined. They're gonna roll into the American, which is not great. Yeah. And um and who knows? Cincinnati there. Number three. I got Oregon. Oregon. For the same reason that I don't trust the uh Big Ten, I don't trust the Pac twelve. I trust the Pac twelve about as much as I trust a I don't know, Middle Eastern tour guide or something like that. 
It's just not, it's not going to happen. Uh, I'll tell you, the third best team, maybe the second best team in the country right now, is the Ole Miss Rebels. Or the Land Sharks. I guess they don't go by those. It's just hard to tell because they haven't played anybody. They're just really good. It's That's easy I to mean, tell. I mean, they look like a really good football team, but like it's just hard to gauge. That's easy to tell. And that number two, let's say at the same time. One, one two, two, three, three Georgia. Georgia. Number one, one, one two, two, three, three Alabama. Bama. There we go. <laughs> let's go. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, I, we head into this weekend. I don't know where your plans take us. We got a little volleyball action tomorrow morning followed by some flag football action in the afternoon uh, we're going to attempt to uh, see what we can do with um with b ray and her abilities to go take on some flag football only girl in the all you, boy here's league. a really good question yeah are you going to film it so that y'all can watch film together of course <laughs> of course man uh so we got a lot we got a lot going on the franklin lions travel to lexington the play on the grass today we've been out there at practice this week they had to move over to the grass field uh, so to get ready for Lexington, uh, Lexington, they don't go under center. They throw the ball they all over do. the field, man. The God, they got a million formations. They were very good last year. They're not as good this year. You got a projection here for the yeah, number one. My inside, my inside scoop tells me Franklin by, by I'm going to go 34. Yeah. Franklin we should listen, 34. David. If you remember last week, David gave me the under on 28. Uh, I took the under. He took the over. The final score was uh, 55 to – anyways, uh, it was a lot to not to a 10. lot. To 55 10. to 10. Yeah, should have listened to David. So that's the over under, 34. Over Th- 34. Under 34. I, I, listen, this team is really, really good. They're really, really good, and they're clicking, and I would agree with you. I, I look for them to play great. Guys are – some yeah. of our banged-up guys are slowly coming back, getting a little more healthy, and I look for – uh, the Franklin Lions have played great. Whatever you're doing, we hope you catch it along the way. We hope uh, that uh, that uh, you have a, a safe weekend, that you enjoy it. We've got some colder weather here, don't we? Yes, David's we in a beanie I right now. I got my now. beanie on. He looks like he's headed to an art show. Um, he's rocking, I don't know uh, if that's a compliment. He's rocking the knit beanie, and it's fantastic. And so we're well, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, just remember, it's been our opinion. It's what we think, and we hope it's been of some value to you for what it's worth. <laughs>